0: Hey everyone, how you doing out there? I want to let you know before we start this episode that this episode is brought to you exclusively by Hot Dog Club. Yes, that's right, Hot Dog Club. And what's Hot Dog Club? Well, come on, you know what Hot Dog Club is. Hot Dog Club is the fabulous group of people, the community of people, that brings you live from lockdown. And of course, like I said, this episode. One of the many great things about Hot Dog Club, it's not just a group to be admired, it's a group that you can join right now. And the way to do that is by going to patreon.com slash Friends, checking out the reward tiers, seeing which one works for you, then join up and slide on into the Thunderbuns of Hot Dog Club.
1: It's Winslet
0: During our snack break, I'm glad you enjoyed the cake, Monkey. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> what, what thing did you like the best?
2: Uh, that cookie. That salty cookie. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Nuff yeah. Said, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my
0: favorite thing that they that have. That was really good. Yeah, they have another thing that's amazing there called Pop Pies, which, which are kind of like um, Pop Tarts.
2: Oh, okay. All their stuff
0: is kind of like reimagined things like that, Ding Dong type thing. Yeah, I like that too. Oh, I love that. I yeah, love that yeah. a lot,
2: but that cookie oh. was... My oh, favorite. the
0: cookie's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the, the Nuff said. So Cake Monkey, which will never be a sponsor because they're, I think, a small company, but go support them. And you mentioned a uh, gay coffee shop that you like to frequent. What's the Hot name of that? Hot, Hot Java. Hot Java
2: in Long Beach. It's in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, And it's right down the street. And I, that's my favorite coffee shop. So queer and so supportive. And that energy there is great.
0: That's great. Now, what is the neighborhood in uh, Long Beach? Because I know I was in it for a minute, but I, I don't know Long Beach that well.
2: Yeah, um, it's off of Bro- it's Broadway. It's a strip of oh, okay. Broadway, which is two blocks, like about two or three blocks from the beach. Um, and so you have um, all the original gay bars are all like right there, walking distance. You just bounce around like five different gay bars. And Heaven okay. and Mary's used to be at the end of it uh-huh. at the old location, and then they about five years ago. I don't know, again, weed smoking. <laughs> um, uh, they moved to the new location, which we talked about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that on the same street or no? No, that's in like downtown. That's, oh, okay. that's pine downtown, like a uh, more touristy area. Of okay. Yeah. yeah. But um, the old area used to be, which is still the gate now, and I live in between a couple of those bars. Mm-hmm. So I'm right there in the middle of hearing all of the gayness at two o'clock <laughs> in the morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: what, what's your uh regular uh sleeping schedule like do you are you a morning person i'm or a night owl i for had a sure. feeling as All am my creativity i creativity just yeah.
2: explodes at night yeah um my, my wife is the opposite. She's in bed by nine. Uh-huh. So uh, it's been it, it, getting used to that schedule changes, <laughs> especially once I started to get more creative because I would paint and I would want to stay up all night and paint in the garage. Yeah. And I used to have a garage and then we didn't have that anymore. And I forced myself to switch around. Mm-hmm. And then when I found Landon and the creativity would, was starting to come out of all these orifices and corners of my life, yeah. um, it just was so much better at night. Mm-hmm. So I would pull on lighters often <laughs> on lighters sure. to finish something or get really into to something yeah mm-hmm.
0: that's the great thing too when you're able to then do that without the worry of like oh i gotta go to that thing tomorrow etc right. etc yeah. yeah
2: and when i was working a day job that yeah. was definitely a concern but now that i'm i've been performing full-time for many years now so.
0: right so and i was going to ask when did you make the switch into performing full-time
2: around the same time for maybe like five six years now mm-hmm. yeah so a, a few years into performing in general yeah uh, i was able to make the switch I jumped in because there was a uh, fan, a couple, a married couple, a male, male, female, and they would come to these shows that I was a regular at, at this bar that was only open for like a year. And they were coming every single week and they were rich and, um, he would go gambling. He had a gambling problem actually. (laughs) That's actually what ruined their their, their marriage, I believe. Yeah. Um, and he, they would go gambling and they would come back with like. $10,000 Ten thousand dollars that they won on like one hand or something. Yeah. And they would just make it rain hundreds. Amazing. I know. Oh and my so God. I was like, oh, I can lose my I can quit my job <laughs> now because oh, I have a sponsor. That's not because even though he's a sponsor. <laughs> and so I quit and then I started doing drag full time and then the bar closed and they got divorced. And I was like, Oh no <laughs>
1: What did I do?
2: but I'd already put it into my existence that I was going yes. to do this successfully and, and it struggled. And sometimes we had eating top ramen, you know, and yeah, sure. of course, but you know, it was living my dream and my wife was pursuing her education and, um, doing, living her dream too. She was uh, getting get her cosmetology license mm-hmm. and now she has her own little business and she's a, a men's groomer. Oh, fabulous. Um, and so we're both pursuing our dreams and male dominated, um, careers. So yeah, it's really cool.
0: It is really cool. Yeah. Now, We didn't really talk much about when you broke into the scene. Mm -hmm. What was the atmosphere like and how receptive was the scene in general to a drag king?
2: They were incredibly respective to me. Um, The uh, Jules, who is the one who hosts, is like the Queen of Long Beach. Mm -hmm. Um, She's the one who I reached out to do my debut And she was like, sure, yeah, I used to go to the shows all the time. And so I think she pretended like she remembered who I was, because I was there all the time. (laughs) Um, But, you know, there's there's people there all the time. Sure. So every week. And so then I performed, and I think they saw my potential right out the gate. And um, the more I started to work with the queens, I would get there early and paint to watch them paint so I could learn from them and then try to apply that knowledge to my face. and Mm -hmm. and Constant evolution. I started to become friends with them, and then... I was fans of theirs for a long time, and then getting yeah. to work with them, and they saw my potential too. And, and I'm
0: sure saw your interest and, my and, passion. and passion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just go there early and yeah. to watch their technique. Yeah, and yeah. I was
2: doing what what drag artists had done for years to try to. It's you know, it's a trade. It's not. Yeah. It's not just that like you have to go and it's called a trade because you're trading information for for work. Sure. And um, I would go put that work in and they would volunteer information. And so it's like the old school way of learning these kinds of these respectable, um, by these respectable Queens or performers is you, that's how you did it. You, I didn't have like a, a drag family specifically, Mm -hmm. but they are my drag family. And I look back at them and all that knowledge you gave me.
0: It's interesting that you mentioned that there were other drag Kings, but you didn't maybe know them. Mm -hmm. Is that maybe something that is um, not a problem, but uh, a common thing, did that change at a certain point? Is there more of a community of drag kings? Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Beyond yeah, um, there was three of us. When I finally started to understand, there were a couple more. We had a, we started the drag king show a monthly show that Jules was the host of, and it was on a Monday night. There were three of us in the cast, and there were three people in the audience, and those okay. were our girlfriends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, at, you know, the, you got to have your core. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, and now I have uh, that show. Uh, became mine after a little mm-hmm. while and so now i produce that show but it's been on saturday night for years and um now we like bring in 300 people yeah and most of them are our girlfriends so it, it works <laughs> out like really great
0: not yet anyway yeah right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um so it's been uh the support alone from people has brought in and inspired other kings and um we just keep growing and growing and social media and Instagram, I think really helps you. This is beautiful alternative drag King scene in LA. Mm -hmm. Um, they have multiple shows that they're producing by Kings. It's not just, you know, Queens running the shows anymore. Like, yeah, it's been beautiful. We went from having three to maybe at least 30. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And,
2: um, then you, that's just a microcosm Mm -hmm. of our entire planet. And there's this more and more everywhere. And it's, one of the most coolest things to watch is, is this underrepresented um, subculture within a subculture within a subculture of being, blowing up and demanding the space that mm-hmm. they should have always been given to begin with and encouraged because yeah. you didn't have a lot, so you didn't have people to inspire the people. Sure. And the queens didn't know how to inspire them, so instead of offering anything, they, wouldn't, they would offer nothing. Sure. And, and I was lucky to have a group that did Offer what they could, and they just because I was, I'm the kind of person where I'm like, don't change anything that you're doing. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna take it, and I'm gonna figure out how to make it mine. That's my responsibility. Sure, it's not your responsibility to teach me how to do me. Right, it's my responsibility to take that knowledge and figure out how to apply it to myself. Okay, and that's even in that um the advocate article that you mentioned earlier. That's right. It was that's kind of my whole concept when I when I was in the past trying to get um people to opened up their minds about allowing kings on the drag race. Yeah. Was it's not about them changing the format. They yeah. don't have to do shit to their format. They yeah. have to do anything different. Just do exactly what you're doing and make it my responsibility to figure out how I fit into this okay. puzzle.
0: And you did audition a few times. I did. Right? I
2: auditioned a couple times at the time. That was the only thing that was out there sure. to, to try to get your, your career to where I wanted my career to be. Yeah. And so I, I auditioned, and I thought I was putting in some fucking phenomenal um, audition. Tapes. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I put a couple like little clips of like the lip sync song that we're supposed to do.
1: Yeah,
2: um, my videos were like twenty minutes long because of all the content you have to yeah. put in there. But the little lip sync is only like three minutes. Mm-hmm. But you can even see from those, like, oh, okay, that was a lot in that three minutes. I thought I was putting in some great content, um, but I wasn't getting any responses. And then you can watch, you can monitor how many views. Oh, they, okay. They, it's been watched. Yeah, is it like and, a Vimeo type of thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. And so, um, the, my other like sisters that were had uh, put in their thing. They're like, oh yeah, they have like they watched it like five hundred times, or or they watched it like all these times, yeah. or all these numbers. And I looked, and it was only once. I clicked it again, and it. Went up as two. I'm like, oh, so you're you're counting my views. So I asked those queens, how many times did you watch your video? And they're like, oh, I once, once just to make sure that it went up fine. I haven't watched it since because I just watched like on my computer and on the Vimeo. Yeah. So I'm like, so they were watching yours, but they haven't even watched mine. And then so I questioned, like, oh, yeah, we just downloaded and we don't watch it. You're lying about it. And then that year when I started to question everything, um, was when Rue had that that article of the video um, interview um, with Daniel Reynolds, where mm-hmm. she talks about the things that I quote in my right, article. Right.
0: Rue's definitions of uh, what is and what is not. What's ironic and what it, is
2: okay to perform. Sure. and That kings and queens don't mix, and uh-huh. and her analogy was that we were um, iPhones and no, we were we were a Mac and a Mac a Mac and a and a,
0: a PC right PC
2: they just don't mix, uh-huh. and I'm like. Bitch, you ha- if you have the right cable, they do.
0: <laughs> you know, like
2: it's not it's not yeah. that cut and dry. Yeah. You know, and I say bitch lovingly, not just you know. I don't, I'm not just straight up calling her a bitch, but I mean, might as well. She's a bitch, but. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I'm not. So how do you feel about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little
2: bitter um, because I had made my whole career on mixing. I had like proven myself to share all these stages, and I was already traveling the country, and I was already doing these really big opportunities based on my hard work and sweat and tears, right? I'm not even being given that platform yet. And to know that I was doing this and you still didn't see that we belonged on the same stage. And it wasn't, it was different than her just saying, well, it's my show and my rules. Sure. Totally get it. Yeah. That's okay. But you don't have to say all those other things that we're comparing and saying we don't belong together and we don't mix together and it's different animal. It's not ironic. You don't have to go into all of that because you're now you're spreading the messages that you're always saying that you're spreading love and positivity. Mm-hmm. Now you're spreading this divide even more amongst the people who always already had this misogynistic sure. view of kings and sure. our role in the community. Right? And you're just pursuing that even more and giving them more fuel to be like, "Oh, see, I was right the whole time. Like, it was just unnecessary." Sure. Sure. Uh, and and I felt. Like it was almost like an attack, even though, because it was personal to me. It wasn't personal for her, but it was personal for me.
0: Well, of course. And also if you're being told you can't do something, like it's not mm -hmm. allowed. I mean, you've dealt with enough of that.
2: Right. And so I was submitting, thinking the whole time that I wasn't being um, cast, not because of any of those thoughts that she had shared. I thought it was just because they didn't think I was ready um, or they they couldn't figure out how to make me work yet. And it, it was those two I was okay with. Um believing so that's what made me keep auditioning sure. giving them the opportunity to figure it out and then when i realized no she's just never gonna put you on because of all these other reasons that have nothing to do with what your contribution to the community is and then that's why i went oh, okay well then fuck i'm not gonna do this again <laughs> i don't believe in this brand as something that i want to align myself with anymore uh-huh and um literally that year is when um a dragula was getting was being filmed when i put that article out and um it was it went kind of viral for a minute they called and they said hey well we're taking submissions for all this this thing this little project we're putting together yeah. if you're interested in submitting a tape the audition um this, the, the, the deadline is this day mm-hmm. and i at the moment i couldn't for other contractually like other um uh, things going on sure But just knowing that that was it, and they were on top of it, and they were the ones in charge, I was like, oh, (laughs) I want to be whatever they're doing. Yeah, sure. I want to be involved with whatever they're doing, because I already worked with them multiple times before, and I already knew that I I loved what their parties were and what what the vibe was. And And you
0: mentioned mixed before, and I mean, their mm -hmm. things have always been mixed, right? And that's part of your thing, like mixed in every way, Right, right? Right, Yeah. Uh, inclusive inclusive because that's what the queer community should be agreed and, and, it is. and unfortunately
2: most of the time it's not represented that way sure but it is very much right like of every color and shade and value of the right. rainbow yeah. yeah
0: and preference and yeah. uh yeah. inclination etc everything yeah yeah, yeah.
2: it's everything everything's fluid people like to think um masculinity and femininity are on these extremely different opposite opposite sides of the spectrum right but what they forget to think forget to realize is that it's still on the same spectrum mm-hmm. and there's a place where they blend yeah. and, and that's with everything like yeah. there's the opposite polar opposites of everything but there's a, some point they touched and they have to figure out how to make that work right. and they blend yeah. and it's just something that people forget about all the time they just they just focus on the opposite uh, of these things the extreme versions the extreme versions yeah, yeah.
0: Are there any pop culture figures like Bowie or anyone like that that you um, drew inspiration from growing um, up? Or yeah.
2: Growing up, not so much. My mom... R- listen to a lot of music um, that I was kind of just assumed that I was supposed to listen to too. So I was sure. listening to a lot of like Kenny Rogers. So oh, I, I love if, Kenny Rogers. I don't know if he's like a, a, a pop. He's a
0: queer icon and no one knows <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. I, I should have said the, Dolly
2: Parton, but well, I know yeah. Kenny Rogers hey, is look, my... Hey, look, that's close enough. Listen, best. The
0: Gambler's about a lot of stuff that <laughs> people don't even realize. Or yet.
2: like Inglebert Humperdinck. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah,
0: <so>. He's <laughs> doing DragCon <laughs> next year, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Awesome. <laughs> what a great name. And that's I not know. his real name, by it's, the way. it's
2: not i know no, isn't that wild i know you thought that's the name that you chose to perform yeah because you see
0: that name and you're like well it must be his real name <laughs> <laughs> nope nope uh-uh <laughs> um
2: that came much much more later so it yeah. was um like adam ant was oh, one of the, one of the God, first he's amazing like, right like visual people like what is that yeah um and then when i started going out more um fisher spooner like their yeah. their whole vibe and their, actually it's one, they're one of my um, like Pandora playlists. Oh, yeah, like yeah. I have, uh, I don't know, like, song genres. Like sure. I don't know the title of genres, yeah. but I know, like, I have Fisher Spooner Radio. I yeah. have Marilyn Manson Radio. I have, uh, uh, God, what are the other ones? I can look at my phone. Yeah, let's, like, let's grab your phone and look <laughs> at it. Sure, okay. why not, right? I was fucking around, but yeah. where's my
0: phone? Was it, did it fall in between the...
2: Probably with your couch. Yeah,
0: the couch that swallows everything. It's a greedy couch.
2: Um, okay, so Depeche Mode radio.
0: Oh yeah, Missy yeah. Elliott radio. Nice. Uh, Bjork, mm-hmm.
2: Combi Christ. Oh
0: wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
2: Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, do you Gold? like his
0: movies too?
2: I do. Yeah, they're great. right? I do. Yeah. I need to I, see the I latest one. I haven't seen that one either. Yeah, 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 I yeah. keep telling myself to watch it. I still haven't. <laughs> Same here. I don't watch um, m- many movies in the theater unless they're like a crazy visual fantasy. Oh sure. um, Like superheroes because it, it's, they're so expensive. And my wife, like she doesn't like horror movies as much. She she's sensitive to that kind of subject. Sure. Um, and it affects her. So we don't watch them together. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I have to watch them by myself at, at yeah. home, and I'm I'm fine with it. Um, but I don't get to go out. I think the last the last one I went I went out to see was uh, Midsummer, and that was with um uh, ha- uh, uh, Halloween and Abora. Oh, okay. So what an interesting like
1: <laughs> good,
2: <laughs> twist to the conversation. Um but yeah so that was that was a good one I you know um, I'm
0: so behind the new movies that that's not even new and I still haven't seen it I gotta right. see that Hereditary everyone listening knows all these films I've not seen <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but I have White Stripes Radio Peaches Radio oh, nice, yeah. Death Tones, Deftones mm-hmm. um, Margaret Trow Oh <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes I listen to comedy Yeah Yeah Yeah's Radio mm-hmm. Motley Crue Do
0: you like LaRue by any chance? I do Yeah, yeah. I, I'm obsessed with her latest should, song Wicked Wiki oh,
2: radio uh-huh. so <laughs> what's like on this then? island radio <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh
2: my god celia cruz which one uh, celia cruz oh
0: I, oh so yeah yeah yeah. Celia oh, I cruz, gotcha. Yeah, I yeah, got yeah.
2: bikini kill yeah so i have lots of different kinds prayers radio joe uh-huh. Ch- coy cold cave
0: you got a nice range of stuff yeah yeah i'm because
2: yeah. i don't have favorites so well, i like the all different yeah. kinds of things
0: you know, favorites is a funny thing because it's, it's a strange question when you ask favorites and i'm trying to find a new phraseology for it but um, I guess some uh, important artists or, or important movies, you know what I mean? Or ones mm-hmm. that you go back to a lot. It might be a better way to ask that, but right. it's such a, sort of an a easy turn of phrase, but then just it's limited. Yeah. And some yeah. people have favorites. That's true. And so
2: it's still a, a, yeah. a fine question to ask. It's just, oh, I'm not one that floats that sure. way. Sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, you're right. It's everything's more fluid, mm-hmm. as you said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like when I was reading, um, I think it was the same article and you talked about uh, gender and sexuality Mm. in, in those terms. But you also talk about, uh, and I'm not going to get this exactly right, but you talk about how you approach, um, depicting masculinity, but then also the femininity in your work.
2: Yeah. I love, um, femininity and, and the masculine. I think it's, it's my favorite place to be. It's my favorite place to perform outside of drag, uh, just like right now, I'm I usually dress a little bit more on the masculine side of mm-hmm. the clothing that I wear, but mm-hmm. I will wear makeup, mm-hmm. um, and I still kind of have like more like feminine like core or like um, the way I talk or the way I act. I don't uh-huh. know. It's just a, a more t- stereotypically feminine. Sure. Um but my drag is I want to look a little bit more feminine and I don't know it's just, it's come almost like the opposite where like I'm dressed in male clothing but it's still a feminine version of it <laughs> sure. with like some masculine face but then there's a lot of femininity in the makeup too yeah. um it's my favorite place to to perform and be and um the audience has helped evolve that too because I perform to a lot of gay men, mm-hmm. and and gay men always appreciate the the flamboyancy of it all. Sure, and lesbians do too. And, and and I love I love all all different kinds of audiences. But I just the the gay men are the one that kind of taught me how to perform in a drag space. Yeah, they're always encouraging me to interact with them. Mm-hmm. And as a as a woman that lives in society as a woman, I know that it's a little more sensitive to approach or touch women in those sort of sexual ways because it's something that we have to deal with on a regular basis from like mis- like misogyny and, yeah, sure. and um, machismo type of attack on those kinds of approaches and it's usually gross and it's Makes us feel.
0: Yeah, it is usually horror, gross, horror. right? It like really it's gross. never. It's never like, oh, that was fun. Yeah,
2: no, I never feel when a guy comes up to me and my wife and says, "Can I watch?" I never think, "Oh, yeah, sure,
0: that's so fun." <laughs> you know, we hadn't thought about that no. before. Oh my God, <laughs> never. What, a, what a great idea! It that's always a-
2: ruins my day. <laughs> it really does. And my wife and I were like, we'll like. Uh, the whole it'll ruin our whole moment and that's like hard to you try not to but you yeah, can't help the, the feeling you get it's like deep and it's gross it's, i can imagine oh, it's, it's like it's like
0: ink in a pool or it's yeah. like the thing we were talking about before when we were having our cake uh when i was in vegas and that big dumb beefy shithead yeah. got into the elevator with me yeah. and looked at me and like he's he's uh, carrying two or three jumbo cans of coors and he's mm-hmm. like what, what are you a magician yeah and it was just that sense of menace uh-huh. and so i can imagine getting it like that All the time. Uh, that a woman gets that constantly yeah, the,
2: and the male gaze in general oh, sure. is just something that you, you can't deny you can't ignore it's mm-hmm. always always around us um
0: how often do you encounter like a uh, can i watch that kind of that kind of uh gross
2: anytime approach? we are in a straight environment mm-hmm. um at like a club or a bar and my wife and i are holding hands it, it happens at some point uh-huh. of that evening yeah and so that's why we avoid it
1: yeah we well, that's that, that right? feeling yeah so yeah. it
2: and, and if we are in a space we don't um show affection and we don't have we have to think and, be, and choose when we are affectionate or yeah. for walking down a, an alley um we don't hold hands we don't you know all these moments we have to be much more aware of yeah. our surroundings and right. deci- decisions when to do that um so it's
0: much more palatable to just be in the spaces where
2: where we can, yeah, in queer spaces yeah um so, when I'm on stage, I have that already, even though I'm not performing, I'm much she's mogai most of the time. I still have a like sensitivity to not approaching women in that same oh, capacity, sure. yeah. Um, even though like I've heard many times afterwards, like, you didn't why didn't you play with me the same way you play with them? I'm like, it's to me, I'm just m- super sensitive to it when it's a, a yeah, a, sure, a, a female or presenting person, yeah. Um, but to the gay man, they're like, yeah, so I'm like, eh. <laughs> I have, they want it, you know, and yeah. that, I hate that. like, yeah. Oh, you want it? But like, <laughs> it sounds so gross to say that, but they do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: so I've I'm never been like, bothered being grabbed. I know that. So yeah.
2: they, they, I tend to play that character more for them and, um. It, they, they give me the rewards that I want because most of the time I'm planning a certain uh, uh, interaction timing with yeah. the music along with whatever I'm setting up to have that punchline land or that moment or that extreme moment happen. Yeah. And I'm trying to like figure out um, the whole time I'm performing, I'm I'm watching and I'm looking in the audience for who I think is gonna give me the reaction that I need, yeah. so that the rest of the audience is okay with that moment too. Because you have to choose someone who's not gonna reject you, because then it makes the whole thing feel awkward. Oh yeah, totally. so you have yeah. to kind of make sure that you're finding someone to interact with you and give the reaction. Right. Um, especially sometimes if it's a joke or a punchline yeah. that like is a little. Um, crossing the line maybe or right on the border of, of, of offensive sure
0: yeah delicate um, spot yeah, yeah.
2: A, d- a delicate moment that you have to really make sure you're crossing your fingers that you're hoping you're going to land that punchline on someone who's going to laugh because if they don't laugh the whole thing is weird
0: I remember you mentioning in uh, some article I'm not sure which one about mm-hmm. the energy exchange that happens with a crowd yeah and the, how you love that there's all these different people who don't yeah. know each other yeah and then uh, suddenly they're all united uh-huh. in this moment yeah yeah. That's one of my
2: favorite things, yeah, it really is and you can feel it because just you know it can be anywhere to for fifty to five hundred people in a sure. room, and hardly any of them know each other, yeah. and they all have a different walk of life and different experiences, different perspectives and different preferences, and they all like different kinds of drag and different kinds of things, some people on their phone not even watching, <laughs> and then you're on stage and then I'm just trying to be in the moment yeah. and give the performance that I'm trying to do and then by the end you can just feel certain so there's so, some people who aren't into it and people on their phone still but majority of it right. everyone's on board yeah. everyone's in that same space and the excitement and that energy whoo, that's my favorite yeah yeah.
0: It, yeah I know um, when I was DJing a lot in Boston when you'd have like the vibe going
1: mm-hmm. it's such
0: a special thing yeah. you know when you see everyone going nuts to something or like uh-huh. a song that you know that they might not know but right. they're like they're going for it because yeah. of what you played before and uh-huh. all that kind when of stuff the you set it up yeah, yeah exactly
2: the, 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 building the excitement. Right exactly yeah, like yeah. getting
0: people to hoot all like in a yeah. in en masse uh-huh. is wild right? Yeah it really is. I remember one of my favorite moments from your performance at the Halloween ball uh-huh. recently at uh, the Globe. Was the poppers? Yeah, <laughs> that was so good. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Yeah,
0: that was great. And the, the, the setup into
2: I uh, the the video of uh, Swan. Yes. About the horny Halloween bottoms. Yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah, they
0: come crawling out on stage. Yeah, I had yeah. I
2: had um, four real life human pups be my backup dancers, yeah. and I had um, I knew one, mm-hmm. and I had I had a few like followers and people that I had followed back and stuff. I they yeah. were human puppies, but um, I. Went And I just like hey, I know you, and I know you perform with Vander, and we're friendly, and we talk in person all, often, so, so any way that you could, like, help me out and see if you can find other, other per, um, pups who are more performance pups, because some uh-huh. are, you know, they just want to do their thing, and yeah. some even don't, don't wear masks, or they don't wear, um, sure. you know.
0: And describe, uh, for those who don't know, what pups are.
2: Oh, they're um, human, uh, women or men, or anything in between, and they enjoy being human puppies and they like to be um, they, they have so many different ways you can do it. You don't have to wear outfits. You don't have to um, it's like playing role play. Sure, It's a role play that is um, transferred into a daily life for most of them and it's fun and carefree and they get their kicks out of pretending to be puppies mm-hmm. and they either want to be have a master they mm-hmm. want to have um, someone literally hold them on a leash and tell them what to do mm-hmm. and, and And sometimes they just want to play with other pups and they go to these play parties and they roll around and and have fun. And and sometimes they don't. It's really it's a personal experience for every single one with how they want to be a pup. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what I love about it the most, because it's just like everything else, like. Why I have a put rules on these crazy things? Yeah, when right. This is a fantasy land, and let them play their fantasy. What well, it's not hurting you,
0: right? So, if you don't want to do it, don't do don't it. Don't do it. If you don't yeah. want
2: to go to the bar, then don't go to the bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to go on like pup night, don't don't go. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Vander is the one who really introduced me to it with her art, and uh-huh. so I was like, I really love that. I love, um, as a like from a voyeur perspective, I really enjoy. Watching the interactions and how the diverse diversity of it all and and the fun, um, the, the colorful uh, outfits they wear sometimes, or just the harnesses or the yeah. lack of clothes that they wear sometimes, sure. um, I just get a kick out of watching it. It's intriguing to me. Yeah. So when I was um, inspired in creating my my wolf daddy for that particular challenge, the Halloween challenge, I fully really found inspiration in that, and I wanted to perform that number but with respect to the community as a voyeur and not being a participant. Uh Um, So I I asked um, multiple people who are involved in the community at different levels of of their involvement and different roles that they play that this is my idea, this is how I want to perform it, and um, I want to do it with respect and not um, using them as just right. a, like a, punch or a gag or, something. or a punchline. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to bring respect to it, yeah. but still be entertaining and have a good time. And everyone I talked to that I pitched my idea to said, it sounds like you're doing it the right way. Um, mm-hmm none of these of the pups that we're suggesting um, or that are on your cast have anyone that you feel like you need to ask permission for mm-hmm. to do this. So you don't have to like, cause I was thinking, like, do I ask them permission? Oh, like, sure. Yeah. I wanna know cause anything. you don't. And
0: if you don't know too, the only way around, it's like you said, ask questions. Ask it's questions. just like with the doctors. Right. Yeah. yeah. Ask,
2: ask, ask a lot of questions. Yeah. And so I, I no, no one needed permission. So it was all just a fun little thing. And then we got there at like eight o'clock. Um, I already knew exactly what I wanted them to do. We married a million times
1: <laughs> before.
2: And then on stage we just went for it. But yeah, the, the poppers part that you love is was me bringing it bring out the poppers. And then I I always like to bring out
0: the poppers. <laughs> <anyways>. <laughs> um,
2: and I had I knew I wanted them to when I do my when I howl at the moon, because my, my brands of poppers are called Howl at the Moon. Uh-huh. Um, I do the poppers. I Howl at the Moon, and then they all, I get all their attention, and they all stand up and and do the pose like they're on their hind legs yeah. uh, begging. And then um, I Howl at the other Moon, and I give it to them, and they all start doing the poppers. And then they all start to get kinky. So they're all kind of playing lightly playing yeah. friendly playing doing pup play and yeah. then after the poppers they start getting a little bit more sexual <laughs> and then the music transforms into all these different songs and then by the end i'm joining them on stage for a bloody orgy which is
0: just <laughs> so much fun yeah it was really great thank to you to see it live yeah thank my you. pleasure yeah. yeah
2: there's a video out there that someone took a pretty decent video i don't remember who it is but it's on youtube um oh, yeah, that's right it's a pretty decent angle and they yeah. got most of it i think yeah yeah, there was a
0: lot of good documentation of that night.
2: Oh man, it was yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I like, it took me about four hours because when I share the stories, I don't like to me and my fucking storylines. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I go again.
2: I don't just share. Oh, that's a like. That's a good one. I'll share that one too. No, I take make mental notes and I plan them out so that I share them from as many perspectives as I can but in order of the story so a viewer watching my stories can watch it in order of the whole number not just like wait why are you uh, out of of sync or I want it to be all that makes sense. It's
0: another example of what you said before sometimes you wish it would be a little simpler right? Yeah
2: I want to be simple (laughs) but I can't even do my stories on Instagram
1: simple.
0: I know exactly what you mean I know I do when I reshare someone's story I, I have to tag them even though they're going to get tagged when you post it right. it's like i just feel like i have to yeah
2: yeah exactly i want to
0: say thank you and all that right, stuff yeah right. and sometimes you think yeah it might be easier to but you just can't do it it's yeah. like it's just how your brain works you exactly. have to lean into that yeah because otherwise you'll be frustrated by not doing it
2: right and, then, and some people have told me afterwards like, i love your stories because you, you make sense and it's like i'm watching it i'm like okay hey, cool and then i'm glad people do appreciate it but yeah God, it's so much. <laughs> it it's is so, so much, much work for social media. <laughs> and like us being of age, we're like, we grew up without social media. This I is know. all a new thing for us. And I'm still not quite understand. Um, I understand the addiction to it. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, me it's too. all like, oh, likes, ooh, comments, ooh, compliments. Right, like right. Yeah. Completely addicted oh, totally. to that. But the idea of having to create content on a regular basis for to maintain yourself at a certain status and, oh, it's so, it's gross and so weird and I hate that I'm like a slave to it.
0: <laughs> Although, I, I know what you mean, but I also kind of dig the challenge of like, okay, I got to post it, something every day. At the same time, it is yeah. interesting,
2: yeah. yeah. I gave up on every day, I, I couldn't, and especially now because I can put some shit up there, but I can't like. No, but I it has po- to be the way. I can't post way. shit now. No, that's the
0: thing. That's at the this thing.
2: point, I can't post shit. No, no. no. A fun- year ago, I could post shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't
1: post shit now.
0: <laughs> I found that my personal account has suffered a bit because I used to do like stuff like Record of the Day and all that, but now. Now, I just share a lot of stuff via the podcast Insta mm-hmm. story, which I love Insta stories for now. Yeah. I was a little slow to pick up on that uh, mm-hmm. at the beginning, mm-hmm. and I, it was more just regular posts. But now I just love like, oh, right now I'm obsessed with Anne Margaret and Tommy, which uh-huh. happens quite a bit. I love and, it. <laughs> so I just the other day it was like 15 pictures of her, then a bunch of Tina Turner pictures from Tommy, <laughs> and then and then weirdly I noticed Tommy's been coming up a bunch more. Oh, I uh, like, why? I know. <laughs> <laughs> what could it possibly be, I know. right? <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and Algorithms. Even, I know, exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. then and um, and then, uh, and Trixie and I were talking about it with David the other day too. But I, I find like that is fun uh, in and of itself because it's just like whatever you happen to be thinking about, you can sort of share with that. But then again, it depends on your type of account. Like your account right. is of a specific thing, whereas mine is like the scattershot mess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but like it's just like whatever I'm obsessed with. That's right. what we're getting today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, But I remember you talking in uh, Dragula. It was a very poignant moment in the final episode about when your cancer came back Mm -hmm. and you had all these videos prepared. And it was so heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. And touching it, it was all those things at the same time about you making videos to explain to everyone what had happened if you, I mean, there there was a chance that you wouldn't have been able to be here to talk with me. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that blew my mind when I saw that. And rewatching it too was the same kind Mm -hmm. of impact yeah and i can only imagine what it was like for you to go through and i was curious of what the time window was from when uh you found out that you had to get the procedure again and uh how long you had to wait for it and then that that kind of suspense that you must have had to go through
2: yeah i um felt uh suspicious things and i had um my doctor was is fucking cool as fuck and he um doesn't make me just come in. I, my specialist who did all the, the surgeries at the very end and like was like my lifesaver pretty yeah. much, um, from the original bout. He's like, Just send me pictures, um, and, and I'll look at them and so I did and he's like, Okay, come in and he took a look and he said it's, I'm suspicious I'm going to take a, a, a biopsy Yeah And um, He's all "But We need to hurry up On this So we need to I'm going to already Schedule surgery um, mm. For you Because I'm pretty sure This is going to come back Where I think it's going to be Yeah um, And so I had to get All these crazy exams Have you ever um, Know what a PET scan is?
0: I've heard of it. What is it? It's
2: um, PET PET scan, and it's a full body um, scan. And oh, you, okay, t- yeah. You have to like lay there for like forty five minutes, completely still, and they literally t- from the top of your head to the toe, and they scan your entire body through um, a deep, deep images to look for s- tumors, pretty sure. much of like any level in any yeah. part of your body and any any um, layer of your body. Yeah. So it's in- intensive, and they do. It's just really crazy, very, very expensive. The most expensive um, scan you can get usually takes like a month to get to your appointment because there's only like three places in Southern oh, California wow. that you because the machine is so expensive.
0: And, well, stuff. and in Southern California. So like, what must it be like in some parts of the country where I it's know. not as metropolitan? I know. It, right? I know.
2: That's why I'm so grateful for living to being come out of the vagina in, in, in and <laughs> in, in this country, on yeah. this, literally the side of a border um, in California. Yeah. Sure. Um, and so, they called me like the next day and said we're squeezing you into this one in Malibu mm-hmm. um, tomorrow. And then well, if like, you got to go anywhere. You, my, my mother- <laughs> now,
0: right?
2: And then um, the next day it was like okay, um, so that's going to take like a week to get your your exams or whatever the the results. Yeah. And then like the next day I said I got to call. Your um your surgery is scheduled for like in a week mm-hmm. as well. And the results already came back from the biopsy so yeah it's cancer um so we're going forward with the surgeries and everything and then i went into surgery i went into the hospital and it was that morning that i still didn't know any answers to because they were literally going to be opening up the uh packet of my pet scan to that would tell them how far they were going to have to uh take out or how far deep down the, the the um uh, I forgot the terminology, but the tumor pretty sure, much sure. Um, markers is what they're called. Oh, they and okay. the outside end of a tumor uh-huh. could have one long little tentacle, uh-huh. and then that could be a marker that goes down. So the markers like the outline, outline edge of a tumor, uh-huh. and I they have
0: to remove all. Yeah, so of they take that. all of it, yeah. and so it was
2: it, it was in a different spot on my tongue than the first time. So it was going to be like more like the center. The the first time it was the back of the back right of my tongue. Uh-huh. So they scooped out like a quarter of the back of my tongue the first oh, okay. time. Um and then I had I okay, can see the surgery mark. Oh yeah. If you look deep, yeah. It's like half of my neck. Um uh-huh. they took out my lymph notes. Wow. And then for um this one it was in the middle. So if it was gonna be a lot, it was gonna I was gonna have to take out the middle of my tongue and then how right. I, I could have woken up without having much of a tongue at all. Sure. Um so, because we didn't have any answers or anything, um, my wife was so beautiful and she organized like a surprise potluck after brunch one year on uh, one day. Like, the, between all that time, and um mm-hmm. my friends had made uh, some of my favorite foods because I might not be able to eat them again or taste oh, them again. Right. So, we all kind of hung out and Eight. Um, what are
0: some of those favorite foods? Um,
2: someone made me a pot pie. Uh-huh. Um, what kind of pot
0: pie? Chicken? I think it's was chicken. I think yeah. it was
2: chicken. Yeah. It was all like, I like everything. So there was like, there were like tacos. There was like pasta. There was pot pie. There was a lot of sweets. There yeah. was like cakes and cookies
1: and, yeah. and stuff. And
2: um, so I had a bunch of carbs,
1: <laughs> which is my favorite food is <laughs> carbs. <laughs>
2: um, and, and so I ha- hung out with friends and I just talk to them bullshitted with them and then on my off time i don't think i even told my wife that i was recording videos Okay, Um, sure so i just recorded um all those videos and i recorded a handful and um as you mentioned i recorded some to my fans um just explaining this is what's going on if you're watching this it's because i can't explain this to you in the moment because i've had enough of my tongue taken out where I, i won't be able to talk anymore um, that was that, that version mm-hmm. of an outlet. Cause I didn't know it could be many different versions. Sure. Um, I'm like, but I swear I'm still going to figure out how to do art. It might not be in the way that I'm doing it now, but it'll somehow be some, some way. And then another one was, Oh, I, I, I don't have it now, but I'm going to get reconstructed tongue surgery or, or all these different ways that all sure. these possibilities. I yeah. just recorded a video explaining every single one. So in right. case that was a reality, that's the one I was going to upload. Yeah, um, And then I recorded one for my wife and that's the one where I just said, like, I love you a million times. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. It, it just also reminds me of how you have a knack for seeing all the different possible pathways of something. Cause you were talking about doing your face two different ways yeah. and all that before. So yeah. that's a, definitely. An, just, a, it's a,
2: it's, if you're self teaching yourself things, if you're trying to figure out how to move through something and you're the only one in control of your actions. Yeah. Um, to me, I have to think of all the possibilities in order to decide which one is um, the one I would rather take. And in that moment um, I didn't have control of it. Yeah. So I just wanted to be able to have access to any opportunity or any version, yeah, right, have, exactly, and have content, yeah, um, to explain it, for, right,
0: yeah, and that's also makes me think of how you must have gone through every possible iteration of the nude male illusion, yeah, right, <laughs> oh yeah, that's okay. and it's
2: still an, an evolution, yeah, yeah, especially with the kind of paint that I use. I still don't know what I'm. I'm I self taught myself that yeah. too, and um, I learned a lot from Troy C. Ford, who's a designer here in LA. He was excited to work with me. So he's like, if you, if you come in and help me, y'all charge you half of okay. the project that we're looking yeah. on. I'm like, okay. So I went and I'm like, yes, please. That's free. <laughs> like that's not even half. Like, I should pay you more. To, like, learn stuff from you, Right. But, um, so yeah, I just helped him out and I learned a lot and, um, he's, he does a lot of airbrushing. So he does a lot of airbrush bodysuits. Okay. Yeah so I just I learned a lot about product and how to I didn't even know how to clean my airbrush machine right like
0: who I know, does I, I know, I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I still don't really know how but I picked up tricks on how to how to just do a lot um, yeah. from him so um, yeah that was doing that was not I, I used to try to do my own like paint my body every time and mm-hmm. I, I I gained weight so
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'd rather wear like a lot of uh, Fajas we say in Spanish um, body contour like binders and things and like um
0: because you talk on the, the transformation with james st james about basically female tucking
2: yeah, like right. biting my breasts back. Yeah, because yeah.
0: he, he mentions... Uh, he he asks- wa- yeah,
2: he wanted to touch my boobs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I like, James oh, wanting to touch my boobs. <laughs> Didn't think this would happen, but hey. I was
2: so down for it. <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you made him look like Bruce Willis for a moment. I did, then- <laughs>
2: that's funny. The editing on that show was fun, yeah.
0: But uh, with that, uh, he mentioned something about the... He asked if you wear a breastplate, mm-hmm. uh, but you don't. Describe the process of uh, female tucking, for lack of a better term.
2: Well, I have um, double D, borderline triple D breasts, Uh and so they're large, um, and uh, throughout the many years, they've become malleable (laughs) from (laughs) from taping them so often. Um, So now I'm able to get them uh, flatter, easier than I used to, but... I take um, strips of duct tape um, Gorilla Glue Extra strength Wide duct tape uh-huh. And I cut out about like 15 strips Maybe like a foot long mm-hmm. each And I just go back back and forth And I take one t- Tuck them up under my armpit So I start with the nipple And I just kind of push them back under my armpits And try to smooth it out Sure And get it back and flat Back and flat And then same to the other side And being comfortable And I wear <laughs> um, like a couple of binder shirts Which are what Um a lot of trans men wear oh, okay. um, Under the yeah. daily shirts Just to try to flatten their breasts uh-huh. uh, I believe that they were created For um, That type of binder shirt Was created Originally for uh, Breast cancer Or breast um, surgery mm-hmm. Healing Because the pressure Oh like compression ha- Compression thing. shirts Yeah, yeah. Um, So I believe that was What they originally uh, ventured for But the trans community Embraced them And now they make Custom ones just for trans Oh men. sure um, Or just queer bodies Who want to transform Their body mm-hmm. a little bit and so I you wear a couple of those, and then I wear uh, Fahas on the bottom too, which are like the compression shorts. Uh-huh. And I have a, a one full body one, um, well not arms, like tank top full body, but I have a lot of different methods to. I have I'm 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 a curvy lady, mm-hmm. and I like carbs, so I can't just like <laughs> depend on oh a flat stomach or, you know, no hips. Like uh-huh. I have even when I'm really skinny, I still have hips and curves. Sure. So, um, I try to distract by costuming but it's the compression around my hips that's usually like let me get these in
0: okay yeah Yeah. and then you have a large array of uh Rubber dicks, right? I do. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I have a collection. So personal good. and professional. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You,
0: yeah. It's good to have a nice full array. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like
2: options. <laughs>
0: Don't we all? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I make well, a joke about ordering one on Amazon. Uh huh. Yeah. Just the fact that, like, imagine what those trucks look like when they're cut, like, all, all those trucks that are filled <laughs> with dicks. <laughs> Actually,
0: that's a good point. You know, when you're on the highway going somewhere and, like, a big uh, tractor trailer thing goes by. Yeah. One of those probably is just full of dicks. Probably. Yeah.
2: I mean, mm-hmm. if you're coming from Monster Cox in San Diego, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. If, if you see a truck coming from San Diego, <laughs> chances well, are. we got some dicks yep. on it. <laughs> so is it your preferred company gen- generally then?
2: Well, um, Caitlin, my friend's wife that yeah. works there that is my contact. She's um, actually, they're trying to evolve uh, online for trans bodies. And so that are more like natural looking or real looking so of different methods of um, sure and um they are trying they allow me to practice or to kind of test out some of their products so i've i've been fortunate to get a couple of penises from them yeah um so i've I've different evolutions of theirs so Mm -hmm. i have different things that give me a huge bulge Uh uh-huh like big old balls my my big my big packer has big balls okay yeah so and then sometimes i just i cut the balls off and it's just the dick so it depends (laughs) on what i'm looking for (laughs) at the moment
0: (laughs) so uh how much uh, square footage you think your dick collection takes up
2: uh, about a hundred thousand feet
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> full warehouse just for the warehouse <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the personal one so. exactly <laughs> <laughs>
2: I have a gift for you. Oh
0: my god, that's amazing. Do you want it? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I would love it now, please. Um,
2: let's see. I have two gifts. Oh, I have um I forgot to sh- I'm sure you, you brought
0: snacks because look at you. You got <laughs> gifts.
2: I did a bring Oh I mean for the set See I'm already forgetting What we're talking about
0: That's what we
1: do
2: on the okay, show so We bring
0: is, up something And then we forget is the about one it one
2: gift I just got this Yesterday
0: Oh wow Okay um,
2: Just 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 landed in my doorstep Yesterday So we're the first one To see it Outside of my wife
0: I am very excited And let's see if I can do it properly Because I just learned How to do a pop fan And I'm probably not going to do it right On the first go But oh, See Yeah <laughs> I literally
2: threw it across the room
0: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting my card revoked right now. (laughs) Wait. There. There I did it. Okay, yeah. Oh, I love this.
2: It says, blow me. Blow me. And it's a trumpet.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. It's a
2: gold trumpet. I love and this. And it says, blow me. This is
0: fab. We'll, we'll, take a, we'll take some photos with this. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. And you know what? I think it's the, I can only, I do it on the left hand. And I don't know, is that? Yeah, there we go. Okay, I can actually do it. Okay. <laughs> it's confirmed. You heard it there, folks. Not a sound effect.
2: And then one of my enamel pins. Oh,
0: fabulous. Oh, I love this. And I, I love an enamel pin. Oh, good. What kind of porn are you into?
2: I like gay men porn. Uh Yeah. Lesbian porn is always like gross and fake to me. And when it's like a legitimate, like lesbian couple, I'm kind of (laughs) like, now what is it? Okay. What
0: is it? Is it because it's too real or because it's?
2: Occasionally I find a decent lesbian porn that seems like, okay, this can be real, but most of it is just, it's just, I don't know. Stage for men. Stage for men. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I found that. Uh, gay men, blowjob porn. Uh-huh. Something about blowjobs just intrigued me because I don't want to actually do it. I just sure. appreciate watching it be done. Yeah, and sure. I, I think if I would be like, if not be forced to be a blowjob, because God knows I hope I never be forced to be a blowjob. <laughs> but if, like in an alternate life, if I was able to like take my knowledge from this life and apply it to my an alternate life yeah. I think I will be really good at
0: blowjobs
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think I could tell what a good one is
0: well you know and you're into detail and uh-huh. figuring processes out right uh-huh. so this can apply and to anticipating all sorts of things.
2: Needs and anticipating yes th- um, the, the moment, in the moment the moment that uh, you talked
0: about with the crowd uh, it's yes. the very same thing it's the very same <laughs> and thing and waiting yeah.
2: for the explosion <laughs> of um,
1: yeah
0: <laughs> uh, and are they going to laugh at this are they going to go along with this <laughs> that's a key thing too yes. with uh, any kind of uh, rendezvous right uh-huh. It's very funny again, it is very much down to reading energy, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and it's weird when uh that thing gets blocked
1: because that has yeah. happened right uh-huh. like I mean, oh, we've yeah. all had
0: those things where you're like what's going on like mm-hmm. this is not quite right sometimes it could be a substance that maybe you're on you know like right. uh, like uh, wheat germ or something like that right sure. uh, yeah because that's the only thing that's that we your, would deal yeah. with yeah, yeah wheat germ, <laughs>
1: totally
0: that's the thing it'll throw you off or like wheat grass juice oh that's oh that man one.
2: that just gets you I know. Like, it's called wheat grass juice dick I know oh, <laughs> yeah. it's the
0: worst right uh, it's so <laughs> embarrassing and then you don't want to take something like a performance enhancing thing because that oh, could mess with your the pH balance oh the pH balance I guess that's something lesbians don't have to deal with, right? Do you get whiskey? Peach balance uh, for sure, but well, as <laughs> a matter of fact, yeah, you might specialize in we that do. to, I, to I a degree. I spoke
2: right? in in the first episode. But <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on board with that conversation.
0: Ooh. Oh, I love that.
2: I oh, love yeah. that. Oh yeah, and like- I, I was getting um, every show that I was working. I was still all local shows uh-huh. at the time. Um, now I'm fortunate to be doing a lot more like traveling. But at the moment, it was all all the local queens and that I work with on a regular basis, and they were all asking me like. Is that how you feel too about the word fish? And I was like, yeah, uh-huh. like since the beginning. But I just figured, well, I got to get used to something I'm not comfortable with. So let me get used to it now. So now I just got used to it. I even came up with a joke uh-huh. um, that I was trying to use for a minute, but I didn't really catch on, um, where I was and trying to embrace that terminology as well. So I was like, well, as a, if a queen is passable, she's fish. But since I'm a, a king, I'm a sausage.
1: <laughs> and so like,
2: you know, I was trying to reclaim it uh, reclaim in, a way. It in yeah. a way, but also just give in to the fact that it's something that it's so used, even though I'm uncomfortable and, and no one's going to care that I'm uncomfortable with it. So when she stepped up and like explained, I was so grateful. And I was just saying, yeah, bitch, go on, go on, keep saying it, say it, bitch. And, sure. then, and of course there was a big Mount unfortunate people were not happy and got so mad. And then she unfortunately got a lot of hate.
0: Oh, yeah. She was
2: literally getting death threats (sighs) over that word. And, And it's like... Is it really that important to you that you're so offended that you couldn't use a word that you shouldn't be using to begin with anyway? I understand. Yeah. Or or also just
0: just like maybe ignore it. Like if you think that she's full of shit, just ignore it. Like a death threat is so heavy. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: And it was just, yeah, my heart went out with her, to her so much.
0: And I always feel that if any group says, okay, like, so when you say that you're talking about me, even if you don't realize it, if it's indirect or whatever, I, I don't like it. I would prefer... If you don't use it to me, I just think, well, okay, that's fair. Cause that's you and your group. And yeah. I, I wouldn't know that. So if you say that you don't like it, uh-huh. okay, fair enough. Right. <laughs> that's basically yeah. the only principle I think that you should go by. Right. Like instead of not, not, um, but I use this word all the time. Right. So why can't I just keep using it?
2: Right. Did you watch, <laughs> um, uh, it was a remake. Uh, it's on Netflix, but it, it was a remake Uh, in the city or,
0: Oh, uh, Tales of the City. Tales of the City. I'm, I know I've been meaning to watch that for ages. Okay. Thank you for the reminder. Yeah,
2: there's a scene where the young gay, um, who's dating an older gay, he goes to a dinner party filled with even more older gays, mm-hmm. and so they're all in their comfort of their own home in their own dinner party. Yeah, and they live through, um, like the, the AIDS crisis, and they sure. live through this, these horrific moments of our past that yeah. get so forgotten about, and that people experience that are still alive and still interacting with us, right? Sure. So. Um, So they're coming from a different perspective, and they're—I forgot exactly what um, the topic that ignited a a conversation that ended up being like uh, against the young one, against all the elder ones. But they made this point: like you didn't, we were we were dressing up to go to funerals. You're dressed up to come to a dinner party, right? Like you every day, every week, we were going to multiple funerals a, a week. Like you don't have a say in this conversation totally. we're in the comfort of our home we can use this tr- i think they said tranny
0: oh okay i think they okay. used that word yeah. and
2: and and they were defending their right to say it in the privacy of their home sure. and it was a really cool um conversation and both points of the young advanced but, but future we have to move on we have to accept that this word is, is completely not usable we shouldn't be using it. it's offensive all the great accurate
1: yeah um absolutely.
2: conversational points he was putting out there was co- were completely valid but then this other person was like we're in the privacy of our home we're right. not out in public like seeing this and his, right and his perspective and his experience of that perspective yeah. was also valid sure and, and I, they really allowed the um to, to me at least in my perspective they really allowed the audience member to, to, process, to process it and, it and yeah. to kind of decide on their own yeah which is something similar that i thought of uh joaquin phoenix when he talked about his portrayal of the joker was like mm. people are like are you um or do you feel like you you're trying to have people feel bad for the joker and he's like i want you to decide what you want yeah dependent on the per- performance that's
0: my favorite art mm-hmm. the stuff that forces you to come up with your own conclusion yeah. I, I even like a vague ending sometimes yeah in the movie, me too you know mm-hmm. yeah because I, I like to sort of chew on those things and right. think about it i don't necessarily want it all spelled out for me
2: right but then something like Mulholland drive i want more answers Oh, do you know, Cause that confused so the fuck out of me <laughs>
0: You know I still haven't seen that And, oh, okay. <laughs> and it's one of uh, Katya's favorites It's actually playing tonight at New Beverly Oh wow Yeah. What an
2: interesting thing yeah, yeah I mean I remember loving it And I remember watching it And being completely moved um, Particularly by this one scene Where this um, She seemed to be like a a, pro- a a prostitute woman That was probably forced into prostitution mm-hmm. And she's singing uh, Oh what's this song Fuck I'm gonna forget it it's, And she sings it in Spanish And I can look it up if you want That would be great Yeah my yeah. pleasure Um. Oh, it's Crying by White Roy- Robertson, but she's singing the Spanish okay, yeah. Spanish version of it. And it's so powerful and yeah. moving. And yeah. I was sitting in the theater silently sobbing. Yeah. And then at the end, she collapses. Uh-huh. Um, and it's up to you to decide if it's because she's sprung out or if she's just overcome with emotion, but she collapses, but the song keeps playing.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's another one of those uh, magic David Lynch things, right? Yeah. Where, uh, Lost Highway is similar mm. in that. I can't tell you exactly what it's about, Mm -hmm. but I loved it. Yeah. And I was freaked out at certain points. Yeah, I was uh, affected by it. Uh I have, I could not write down on a sheet of paper, like the basic premise of the film. Right. The best is uh, that guy who, uh, what's his name? Robert something. Robert, I can't remember the guy who supposedly maybe possibly killed his wife um, in real life, but he shows up. He has no eyebrows. The guy with no eyebrows. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he's like, I, I can't remember his dialogue remember But anything. he's just he, Out of the blue he shows up And you're like Oh my god This is one of the freakiest things <laughs> I've ever seen I don't even know what's going what on What the fuck is
1: going on yeah, yeah And then
0: Richard Pryor shows up too And you're <laughs> yeah. like I, I, what's, what's, what's happening What's happening?" And then eventually Just the movie ends And you're uh-huh. like uh, But I was yeah. like That was great <laughs> Yeah But this one like, I don't know
2: if Like the character, two girls in it. I don't know who they are to each other. If both of yeah. them are real, if neither of them are real, if one was made up, if one was dead, I don't know. But yeah, it was a cool movie. I love and it was stuff like that. Weird and twisted. But that scene, like I, I think I only watched the full movie once, but I've okay. rewatched that scene on YouTube. I don't even countless times just because of how powerful it was. And for that's me. a
0: powerful work of art. When yeah. something just sticks with you.
2: Mm-hmm. That song actually um, inspired a it's stuck with me ever since yeah. and um, I have loved that song because of this version yeah. and I uh, perform a very dramatic song um, that I refer to Rainy Day Revenge and it starts with that song and then it goes into uh, Baby Did a Bad Thing ba- Baby, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, and so it's a Roy Orbison song mixed into that and I have rain um, sound effects in the background and my character's uh, my glamour look is based on my performance of this reigning of revenge character that i created okay except i just twisted it and made it be where he's um a neoclassical kind of actor hollywood guy and is at a gala and the stories that i'm walking on the the original stories i'm walking on the street and i see my ex lover and uh they don't really care and so i'm emotional i'm like you don't even care i'm standing here and crying like you didn't even really care about me and what my story was Mm -hmm. and then I look at my hands and I realize that I have blood dripping off my hands and I, and my, uh, my psychosis, um, and is that I murdered them and I'm bouncing between the two extremes of being completely guilt ridden and Mm -hmm. having joy that I'm, I've gotten rid of this, this history. Um, so I'm balancing back and forth and the, the, so my performance is very, I just down on one spot and I'm. I just got lost in the moment and um it's one of my favorite like numbers that i do and so i brought that character storyline but Mm -hmm. just an elevated version to that and so when we do our final three looks um we get to perform to whatever song we want all the other challenges we're just we're perform we're on doing our floor shows to music but it's just whatever music they're putting on it's usually like a dark electro Mm -hmm. kind of gothy sound which i'm totally for (laughs) yeah um and that the last three we get to choose whatever songs and um I decided to all three perform my songs without lip syncing. Oh, so okay. I was trying I was just performing the emotion. Sure. So the, the edits that you see are like me performing the emotion. So yeah. you, it didn't really make sense in the editing. <laughs> and I, I watched it and I was very um, very uh, scared and insecure and my anxiety was really based on my glamour look because I knew that it wasn't gonna come out across the way that the live performance does. Sure. And so I was hoping that people would like suspend their disbelief for a minute. <laughs> yeah. No, I think,
0: I think it, it, it registered almost like the way we were talking about the David Lynch thing. Yeah. Weirdly, you can take certain things out of their original context uh-huh. and they still can affect.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah. And some people said that they kind of got it and a lot of people hated it and I don't really care because obviously it doesn't matter now because I want, but like it was very much anxiety for me that I, I was living with for a while. Yeah. Um, but I performed my mix. I had them play my mix of my song mm-hmm. and then that's why I was performed it too. The amateur version of editing. Yeah, yeah. but
0: sometimes that, that in a way is pro- your distinctive style. Yeah. Just like Liz Fair's guitar is her distinctive style. Right, because I'm know?
2: setting up when I'm making my mix, especially for that, I'm setting up um, the emotional uh, roller coaster that I'm trying to take my character on. So the timing of my planned performance, I'm in control of that because I'm my own actor, my own director, my own producer. Yeah. And so... I'm trying to create this elevated, like emotional roller coaster that I'm hoping the music, I've done enough to take you to the spot at this time. Yeah. And if I give that that mix over to a DJ, he's gonna like, wiki, 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 and do this shit. Like, wait, you threw out my, my suspense. Yeah. Or, yeah the, the, Have a nice
0: air horn in there or something <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I
2: might be gonna try to do that, like sound effect that people do all the time because I'm gonna be pathetic at it. But yeah.
0: Well, no, no. I, I wouldn't say pathetic because what it is is it, it's really only only about the moments in the pacing yeah. so whether the edits are crude in your estimation or whatever i don't mm-hmm. think they are but um it doesn't matter it's about the end product you know what i mean right yeah it's yeah. it's like um you could say like a punk song or bauhaus or something mm-hmm. it's not as polished quote-unquote it's right. like a depeche mode yeah right
2: yeah or even like like uh the cramps
0: yeah it's right. like the
2: quality is so crappy but yeah. you're like i don't care this is great i love this uh-huh, yeah. i fucking
0: love this or back mm-hmm. to liz fair her early demos or whatever mm-hmm. i was listening to those earlier okay. before we taped and it's just her on a four track or like bruce springsteen has an album called nebraska uh-huh. that's just him on a four track he later tried to make an album of these songs with his band but he could never capture what he did, just in his like bedroom. It's a the magic there. It is. It's a magic, yeah. and it was like shitty equipment that he mixed to like mm-hmm. a, a cassette deck that was running slightly too fast. So, oh. like if you played guitar along to the record, uh-huh. it, it, it's like out of tune or whatever. I love it. And the master cassette he had in his jacket for two weeks until he was like, I think this is the album. And, oh, I love it. <laughs> and that's what a it, cool story, isn't that great? Yeah. I love stuff like that uh-huh. though. Stuff that's just like sort of, you know, it's crude but it's effective. Yeah, and that's yeah, all that yeah. that's all that matters with art. Oh, hi. Um, This is Brooklyn Heights, uh, the Queen of the North. I am a big fan of the show. um, And I was just sitting here and something just popped into my head and I just didn't know. So I thought I would ask, are you gay? Because I can't really tell. And I can usually tell, but I can't tell with you. So, um, yeah, let me know. Bye. Bye. Are there any other queer films that um, you can think of that have registered with you, like the way Tales of the City uh, did? Um,
2: well, that, that Tales of the City was more like that one scene. Sure. Um,
0: or I guess maybe uh, other uh, pieces of art in general that you feel maybe represent aspects of the community yeah. that we don't see enough.
2: I think one, um, Tipping the Velvet.
0: Oh, I don't know that one.
2: Uh, it was based on a book by... Um, Ruby. Ruby Mae Brown?
0: Okay. I think that's her name. Tell um, you what, I'll, let me look it up. Okay. Yeah.
2: And it's um, a historical book about a woman, a lesbian, who... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what year, but you can look that up, what decade that was or century, I should say. And she's forced to pretty much live on the streets. And I didn't realize at the time that it was so building for myself and my career now, but she, um, ends up being a, um, street worker for men. So she pretends to be a boy oh. and she's like just going out and, and doing blowjobs for, for money. And she realizes that she's a lesbian and she ends up um, pretending to be a boy so she could be with this girl oh, wow. and, and, um, and they have all the relationship she kind of like that's the story that it goes on from yeah. there. but there's a movie made out of that book and i remember that being very um transformative to me just to be mm-hmm. like oh what an interesting story and perspective and yeah. and at the time i didn't realize that that's based on many true stories sure um but it, in the moment it just felt like it was very um uh, you know just fiction but yeah. um clearly knowing the history now it's based on lots of Sure. <laughs> Perspectives and experiences. Yeah, yeah.
0: which you might not know, though, ahead of time. You know what I mean? That's yeah. no, the no. way into it. And mm-hmm. it's uh, by Sarah Waters.
2: Sarah Waters. Okay, Ruby May Brown, I believe, wrote another one that's based in the 70s about a lesbian that became a prostitute. And she... um uh, is it Ruby
0: May Brown? is that I what think
2: you? Ruby May Brown. Okay, let, let's look name. that up.
0: Because uh, we all get to learn something, yeah. which is nice.
2: Lesbian films. <laughs>
0: Welcome to Lesbian Films on Whimsically <laughs> Volatile with Landon Sider. Now yes. for the next volume we're gonna be finding out about lesbian films. I
2: think Rita, Rita May Brown. Rita May Brown, okay Rita great. Mae Brown.
0: Rita May Brown. Let's see. The Zombie 2 soundtrack. This soundtrack. <laughs> Isn't it I wild?
2: just I'm imagining like tribal women dancing, <laughs> celebrating the vagina, <laughs> circling a birth a live birth, just celebrating the, the, the feminism.
0: <laughs> and, oh, oh now the men have discovered it, oh, no. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> like wait a second. We always
2: want to be a part of the lesbianism. <laughs> um. We can Brown. There's a movie or a book. I think it was just a book, actually. I'm not sure if it was a movie.
1: Oh, I'm wait, here we go.
0: It. it says Rita Mae Brown is, and Sneaky Pie Brown, the next sister. Scarlet mm. Fever? No, maybe this is the wrong. Maybe mm. I've looked. I didn't put lesbian in the search. That oh, was dare my you. mistake. I know. More misogyny, right? <laughs> 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 um, it's going to
2: show a lot of porn now, though. Not oh, much yeah. Once you put in lesbian. That's, That's why, why I got distracted. I'm sorry.
0: I, uh, I was drifting off into the. <laughs> um, Ruby Fruit Jungle? Ruby
2: Fruit Jungle. Okay, yes! there we go. Yeah. So there's a book um, that, and it's based in the '70s, I believe, and it was a, a girl who, yeah. again, is forced out, and she um, is trying to make money, and she ends up kind of doing some some calls like that, and she finds a client, and uh, it was my first introduction to kink, and oh, okay. she. Um, That's what I was going to ask believe, you
1: about. But can you, go ahead.
0: Uh, she <laughs> she I believe
2: the main character I believe is a white woman, Um, but she befriends or I haven't read it in, like so many years, either my friends or, or to date um a black woman, I remember the definition, the description of their sexual experience and talking about the softness of her fro against her body. Mm-hmm. I remember just thinking, wow, that sounds so cool and like hot and steamy, just yeah. like, like a soft fro against her body. Anyway, sure. sidetrack. Certain um, images sometimes, yeah, you know, they just trigger and, and things with you. of course, like you. when you're reading, it's just your imagination the only thing you have. So. Exactly. Um, but I remember her, my first introduction to kink was she uh, had a client Um, It was a a guy And he Stood naked On this like mat And there was a bucket Of grapefruits And all she was supposed to do Was try To throw him in the balls Throw grapefruits at the ball At his balls Uh And um, he paid like Really really well And especially at the time Like maybe $500 Like for this moment And back then It was like a lot of money A lot of money And so she did it But he only wanted One person new every time Like you couldn't She didn't have repeats Oh no repeats repeats, Oh that's a shame Because that's a good gig I know Just throwing (laughs) grapefruits At someone's dick yeah. I know, right? Yeah, easy <laughs> yeah, breezy, right?
0: <laughs> and you get a little target practice going. Uh-huh, yeah. It's good for all the disciplines. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. So you said your introduction to kink. So uh, do you find yourself... Uh, a,
2: a- I don't. I'm really vanilla. Uh-huh. I really am. very. I, I, like I said, I appreciate um, yeah. all the different things that, as a more voyeur perspective. But when it comes to um, involved in anything, I'm really vanilla when it comes to my sex life. Yeah. It's more
0: observational yeah. curiosity mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm i talked about my music for my glamour but i guess we could talk about music for my other
0: yeah let's um, let's talk about my
2: filth. um I oh yeah
0: let, let, let's uh and let, can you mind if i do yeah yeah wait, please wait. yeah i
2: want you to to tell me what my filth was because <laughs> i would love to hear it i have a, i've heard a lot of uh perspectives and opinions and um uh what's the word what you think
0: oh interpretations, it, well, interpretations. sure yeah, I like I love we talking hearing about that everyone's with, yeah.
2: interpretations yeah
0: well cool um i was really struck by like how filthy it was first mm-hmm. off and then also about just like the gross guy yeah. of it right yeah. there's something about you with the real doll and the mirror that really stayed with me and then when you're fucking the real doll and the reveal of the eyeball yeah in the anus yeah was wild awesome awesome <laughs> and, but really it, i think it was a to me read about the sort of the not the base nature of men, but something about, like, the inherent grossness of guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad that didn't sound insane. (laughs) No, I mean, hello, I'm a woman, so I'm cool talking about
2: who gross guys are. I'm a lesbian on top of it. Yeah, guys are
0: gross. You can talk about that for days, (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You do a Patreon episode with me about the grossness of guys. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, well, we need that soundtrack back for that. And now, lesbians on the grossness of guys with my special guest, Landon Sider.
2: Guys are gross, and that's the answer.
0: <laughs> Short but sweet, poignant, <laughs> yes. and uh, direct. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I took from it. So, is that was that the aim?
2: Yeah. Um, all the the details that got edited out were um, so so. What, what what I did? Let me just set the story. I yeah. completely set the whole stage with all my trash that I've been co- collecting for a long time, and, and set everything up, and had all that, all those gags out and everything. Including that um, flashlight, including, including all of that. <laughs> And, um, I, how the, how it was my story that I performed it was I started off on the couch and I was looking up on the, on my laptop and I was, um, setting up my relationship with her. So I was looking up stuff and I was like, Hey, you like that? Should mm. I get that? Okay. About that. One. Okay. And they're like, Oh, that's funny. Like just losing my mind, like spending time on, on my computer. Um, cause my, the original kind of introduction to the whole thing was, um, um, Based on our connection with the internet and okay. how a man who um, the character that I was I am like this dirty guy who yeah. is just a bachelor and, and doesn't not really very socially interested, so mm-hmm. um, orders a lot of things for his own sure. personal yeah. play, and so it was based on like internet um, like obsession with with getting connection with people, but really just objects.
0: Reinforcing this strange, isolated existence. Yes. Because y- you can indulge that by just getting more things.
2: Right. 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 And of course, he was a filthy guy. So I, I, <laughs> I just uh, physically filthy. Yeah, yeah. So I made sure to all the aspects that I could think of. That was just gross. Um. Oh
0: yeah. And uh, let me just jump in and say, I really love the pissing into the beaker and then pouring yeah, the beaker right. on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, which also is another. It's actually that's incorrect. Um, oh, is but, it? But okay. I'll I'm gonna explain to you why. Um. So. So I'm ordering these things and then I go I get up and I like eating my piece of moldy pizza off the floor and shit and which was a little allusion to bitch um so I just had a couple little moments where I was like okay this is be a bitch and pizza um and so I opened up a box and they didn't show my box but I had delivery boxes okay. up, set up on a table in front yeah. of me and it was the uh delivered to the belay mansion but it was addressed to uh barbarian which is bar- barbarian oh, which is yeah. what ian played in the D and D challenge oh i so, love
0: i love a all deep, these uh, connected deep connected shit. universe yeah. yeah yeah
2: so ian if you don't know is the belay brother's assistant and he is one of the um like main producers of the show where he's just telling us like so many things i'm not sure what his role is producer but he does a lot like he's running the whole thing so my character ordered all of these uh, bodily fluids from him and so I opened up the box and I have um, a jar of cum I have pee I have okay. um, underwear I have all these things I have I have another box of from girl underwear too so I wanted my character to be like a pansexual oh, okay. um, I didn't want it to be just like a gay man or a straight man sure. I wanted it to be fluid I'll represent different all things so I open the box and there's a little note, a love note from him saying, hey, Landon, hope you like enjoy all of this stuff. And stupid, right? Details.
1: Stupid, <laughs> no, it's stupid,
0: part of the whole thing. Stupidity, very seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: and so then that's when I open up and I like taste the pee and I pour it over me. Oh, and okay. so that's actually his pee. Oh, okay. Um, so I miss.
0: Uh, yeah, but it's okay because yeah.
2: the way it was edited, it seemed, it was setting you okay. up to think that way, which sure. is it was fine because okay. I knew that these moments were going to happen where I get to explain in detail to those who care. And so the whole thing, and then I have all my sex toys, and and then um, I'm peeing in the in the soda bottle.
0: Oh yes, yeah, that's right. What that Okay, was. Yeah. right, right.
2: Um, yeah, and then so I wanted to um have a almost like a sweet relationship with her. I wanted you, to, uh, or at least a blaze, because um I know the camera was there, and we're supposed to give camera moments in the in the close up because we do we perform it a couple times, and we oh, sure. perform close ups yeah. so, uh, so that we can get all the shots. So I know the close-ups. I'm giving the camera my attention, but my sincere performances were just for the boys because mm-hmm. they were the judges. And sure. they were the final say. Um, essentially, the audience. Yeah, exactly. To them, I wanted them to kind of see like a sweet and and sincere relationship with this 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 doll that I right. that I um is actually sure. I- interested in and hearing her uh, perspective on things. Like I was showing her the laptop. Like, hey, about this. And, sure, right, and, and, right. And make, make, painting her pretty and then yeah. showing her her a picture of herself like don't she look nice look how pretty I made you and then let me fuck your face like you know like <laughs> it's this- so
0: amazing you telling me this because that it changes my perspective on it because I, I just looked at it as a this guy mm-hmm. who is um not imposing his will but sort of like this is an inanimate object that he is um ascribing humanity to because it suits his need
2: yeah, you know, and it's that as well, okay. because yeah, the yeah. whole story of giving a sincere relationship is still suiting his needs. It's still very much, I'm still going to, um, uh, to probably cross the, the line in my relationship with you, because even though I have this sweet relationship, I'm still going to take advantage and of it. And it's you. strictly
0: on your character's terms.
2: Yeah, yeah, It's and, and she still has no say in it, right. even though, like, in, in my own, because even in, like, unfortunate moments of rape and reality sometimes the guy really thinks in his head that this is okay and it's not right it's a weird twisted moment for that person to think that this is okay what i'm doing not even a guy girls rape girls rape too but you know whoever the person doing these horrible things sometimes they have weird changes in their mind i think that these delusions these delusions yeah Yeah. but um so it was a very a lot of messages a lot of deep things and um a lot of filthy commentary on um, my uh, experience of men um, in in my life and and as an adult, as a child, as being a preteen, being looked at by older men and like, I'm 13 years old. Why are you looking at me like this? Uh Like all these deep-rooted things that I brought to my filth um, at different levels and different, um, yeah, uh, uh, what is it, depths, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh So, and and, and, um, all of the interpretations that I've read or heard have all been correct. Mm. It's just some people take it as only that. Oh, okay. But every interpretation that I've heard, there is aspects of that. It's just people you know, don't know that I have mail order things. Sure, you know because right. they, they took all that out. Right. So uh, I understand why because it was too barbarian and people don't know who barbarian sure, is. So sure. They don't know that that's how it was ripped, ripped, written in the script that we had. You know, right. so so certain it things been lost, lost, on lost on them. for time or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. it wasn't like noted in the in the earlier episode. But so
0: that must have been rather gratifying, though, to see that. Even with the, uh, this stuff removed uh-huh. The core essence of your aim Yeah Registered
2: Right Because there were so many levels And so many things to that filth That um, I was just hoping At least one of them stuck
0: I gave them so much there I was, was like I l- hope
2: something sticks Yeah you know? there, It was
0: quite Like my brown eye On my brown eye you know, my brown Yeah, eye. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And the whole thing The whole butt plug I had actually ha- asked them To make me just the eye Because the whole butt plug I couldn't figure out How to get it attached to me Without oh, being okay. inside of me Because I had my bodysuit on Yeah So I couldn't actually actually in, insert it and i don't think they would have showed that anyway if it was like uh, because of the, the way we have to play by rules on tv um so i had to figure out how to make it work so i actually have them made me just the eye okay. and then i have the the actual like prop the full butt plug on the table next to all my other oh, toys okay
0: gotcha but, yeah. yeah now what do spiders taste like <laughs> they taste like joy <laughs> it's <laughs> no. good to know just in case it you like, know, i don't uh... i get
2: that as all the time. Um, I don't remember what they taste like because I was so focused on the, the sensation of them in my mouth.
0: Oh, yeah. That must have been wild.
2: It was. Um, did did I read that you're not, you're not much of
0: a texture person with food?
2: Um, Texture's not not so much of a big deal. Um, so I was just curious how I, that would play with it, that. It came from um, my... Uh, I lost all of my... Um, my uh oh, sensitivity taste buds. To, oh, oh, okay. I lost okay. my taste buds when I had radiation. Oh, really? I had I lost my taste buds for like six months, so I couldn't taste food at all. Oh, so all wow. I had was the um, sensation of the of the food. So, what was
0: the first thing that you tasted when they came back?
2: Oh man, I don't remember But I remember the first thing that I lost Um, We were out to eat And we went to Olive Garden of all places And I wanted, because I wanted the breadsticks I wanted the breadsticks dipped in alfredo sauce (laughs) That's what I was craving And I knew I was going to be losing my taste, but soon So we went to the Olive Garden And I dipped it in And I took a bite And all I did was burn, and (sighs) I couldn't taste it. And I sat in the Olive Garden crying. Yeah, I don't remember what I tasted for the first. It slowly came back. Uh So actually, tasting something for the first time, I don't remember because it was a really slow evolution of like um, sensation and smell and putting those two things together. And it must have been
0: strange when they're coming back because I imagine they're coming back in these weird fragmented ways
2: yeah and I still have weird um, I'm very very sensitive now to any kind of spice even like too much peppers is too spicy and it just ruins everything it just burns my mouth and then completely destroys my whole eating experience so if I bite into something that people oh it's not spicy and then I have it that first bite the rest of my food is destroyed I'll keep eating it because I'm a fatty but also (laughs) I won't enjoy it anymore you don't give up that easily I know and I used to love I never really liked incredibly Spicy things. Um, I'm. I grew up eating a lot of Mexican food, so I was able to handle it. But um, I can't eat anything anymore. It sucks. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: do you have any favorite foods now that maybe were different carbs? (laughs) Yeah, just right. You mentioned carbs and cake and (laughs) stuff. We share the cake thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Um,
2: yeah. yeah, I mean, I really do. I I enjoy uh, lots of different things. Um, but right now, I'm actually dealing with a lot of um side effects from the radiation. Uh, They didn't. I was young, so I didn't have a lot of. Ideas of what I would experience as I got older because a lot of people who had my cancer were already older Okay, so sure. not really gonna survive long enough to have a lot of long-lasting long-lasting yeah. um, so actually I'm, I'm losing a lot all my lower teeth really yeah uh, t- Like a couple of weeks before we went into filming Dracula, I had had three of my teeth removed my, wow. lo- my lower molars Yeah, and then a couple of weeks after we wrapped I had to have more removed and then um Like a couple months ago, I had, um, bone, um, uh, what's it called? Bone grafting. um, Bone grafting, yeah, my job to try to build up my, um, my bone again to try to get some eventually down the line, some, uh, some, uh, um, not inserts, um, 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 Per- permanent teeth that are drilled into your bones. Yes, whatever those are called. I know, yeah. yeah,
0: the thing I can't think of the name of. Either. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. this
2: vape pen got me. I'm forgetting even the most a, easy words. I'm just a I, I have no excuse.
1: <laughs>
2: uh. um, so yeah, I'm actually. It's very difficult for me to eat anything right now that's not soft or disintegrates easily because I literally have dentures that I wow, eat right now. Okay. <laughs> so, so,
0: so so the when did the radiation treatment stop and how long do you? It,
2: I was I had radiation for about four to six months. I can't remember. Yeah, and it was um five five treatments a day for uh, for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and then it was um until so I couldn't handle it anymore
0: because what does it do to you uh, uh, you have the radiation and how long is it uh, per session
2: um I believe it was like 15 to 20 minutes per session but they lay me down and they put like a, a plastic mask that's formed around your face and they drill that that drill but they connect that mask to the table oh, so wow. I'm laying down with this mask that um is kind of like snapped me onto the table so i can't move my head at all it
0: sounds actually like one of the blue a- outfits <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah.
2: um and they tattoo my face and a couple of areas where the radiation is going to be targeted it burns you from the inside out Wow! so it's um like a, a sunburn from the inside yeah and so i actually had like a like a, a sunburn almost beard because of the way that it was on my face and the way they were targe- targeting it um a sunburned beard for like a year and a half until it slowly faded away. And now I have weird um, sensations and um, nerve endings that come alive in the oh, guy. Wow. And, then, yeah. and then even the tech, um, touching my neck is kind of weird in certain areas.
0: So it's like a like a faulty light switch kind of in the way yeah. that the nerve endings are mm-hmm. responding? Sometimes
2: they're super sensitive and sometimes it's numb. Yeah. Um, my mouth waters uncontrollably sometimes and sometimes it's completely dry. Wow. Yeah. But it's just you know, small price to pay for being able to live and eat and talk.
0: Sure. It's just, yeah. it's, uh, it's, um, kind of mind blowing to think of that. Cause I never really knew that about radiation treatment. I yeah. didn't know that it had, um, I don't know if it, the word is progressive, but, uh, long lasting and not confusing, but, uh, inconsistent yes. effects. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And,
2: um, the, uh, collagen in my face is also disintegrating at a much faster, um, process so uh, I I have these wrinkles um, that are uh, more deeper and set more than they they would have been mm-hmm. so um, I had uh, a session of Restylane because of, there's there my insecurity actually uh, because of the fact that they're not there for just old age <laughs>
1: yeah you know even yeah. then i'll
2: probably be like oh i'm an actor i'm on stage i want to get rid of these old age but it's just they're hard to fill in because my collagen is just receding at such a fast level so it's just wow. these wrinkles just going to keep getting worse i'm like well so, d- gladly men typically handsome get handsome more handsome as they age so, I'm just gonna, <laughs> so just work with it yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah oh this is a new look i actually have uh, been like uh, designing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow so you're still going through a lot of procedures and stuff on a fairly yeah, regular basis. Yeah. I yeah. still
2: have um, the 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 uh, teeth is going. I'm pretty sure that I have more that are coming out semi soon. Mm-hmm. Um, You're gonna get and, any like
0: gold teeth or anything <laughs> wild? No, I think I'll no. be
2: cool with just normal, yeah, white looking <laughs> teeth. Um, As all my lower jaw, I haven't had any issues on the, my upper jaw just because it's so focused on the mm-hmm. lower part. But um, my jaw bone alone is something that's being affected too. So sure. it's a lot. It's probably and that's why. um, my uh, prize money will be going towards uh, teeth and that pretty much.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, during the break, we were talking a little bit about getting accustomed to not living on the baseline mm. of either poverty or like just getting by, you yeah. know, and we both experienced that kind of thing. A and shift. Yeah, mm-hmm. a shift. And then also, um, and I've had a couple ups and downs in my life, uh, but the uh, at different times. So it was weird, like getting used to something and then, oh, that's well, not there anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but how do you find getting used to things like, oh, the hotel room incidentals, I don't have to worry about them anymore.
2: Yeah, I think that the moment that I first had I got, went to a hotel and I checked in for a travel gig and I didn't ask how much is this incidental going to charge me so I can make sure that I was giving the right card that had that amount in that card. <sighs> yeah. Um, that yeah was, and then when you have
0: the right card and the wrong card.
2: Oh my God.
0: I mean, that feeling. Yeah. I don't miss that. <laughs> no, uh, I still
2: have that, but it's, well, uh, yeah. at least there's a cushion on, on the cards now. Yeah. Um, yeah that feeling was I think what one of the most gratifying, even though like I'm having these amazing support systems and these clubs are packing. The, I'm the first, like uh, I'm not I'm not the first drag king to do it, but I'm the first in a lot of my these first clubs drag king to do some things. To uh, so some things, yes. But uh, <laughs> uh, some of the clubs that are booking me and bringing me out and as a headliner in the last like couple of weeks or as a month, my manager always talks to them and asks them for how how it went and everything and we always try to get follow-up information sure take notes you know Um, i don't have a director so i like to take notes yeah um so uh and it's been nothing but amazing and these clubs have been packed and and my meet and greets have been sold out and and it's been incredible and to know that i'm like i'm bringing that in and and there's phenomenal talent in the cast that's rounding out the show for the night Yeah, but you know to, to hear the the clubs are even having to get bigger spaces because the responses are so good. They have to move to a bigger space. That's like who, and they've never had that before with sure. the King. And, and, and it's, you know, if it, it does, um, you know, help my ego a little bit, <laughs> yeah, but at the a, same time, all yeah. I could do is just be grateful for it and, and grateful for the opportunity to meet all these people that are coming to the shows to watch live drag that are making that possible. Yeah. Cause without them, I'm, we're not going to keep working. So you have to just be like, You know, we're talking about being overwhelmed by positivity. And that's (laughs) one of those things where you're like. I'm I'm shining and I'm glowing from these experiences and I'm coming home and I can't wait to call my mo- call my wife at like three o'clock in the morning to see like oh my god that was incredible yeah. and I'm filled with so much support and love and it's like I, I don't know what to do with it you know <laughs> where, where do I take it I don't know I mean like yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know
0: think storage space <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right that's one solution I yeah <laughs> well, I think it's an adjustment thing you know yeah it's just an it adjustment and then one day I think it'll just be and
2: I never want to be jaded to it oh I yeah always, no, sure. Always want to be enamored and, and overcome with the experience because the no one uh, deserves for me to be jaded by that. No, know? sure. I, th- yeah. I think
0: it's more the absence of confusion eventually. Yeah. of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. I think. Yeah. I, I, not that I know. <laughs> but, uh,
2: but yeah, just having that little extra cushion and um, knowing that um, even my manager's like, ah. Uh, fought for me the other day because there's um, like you know just, just incidences where people are, are getting bigger events and stuff and they couldn't afford to bring me out at a rate that maybe I was, I'm was asking for now or I'm being uh, offered the opportunity to work for at these rates sure. now that I never had before and uh, my manager's fighting for me so hard and he's just like well if you're moving to a bigger venue don't you think you should be paying Landon more now and, and, and having these conversations that I would have never thought right. anyone and I've had this manager for a while and I've had management for many years now because I don't um, I'm not a fan of the business side. Yes. Yeah, sure. And, and I, also
0: you deal with enough. I mean, you really put a lot of thought and effort into so all the aspects you And I'm do. traveling
2: with like props and, and yeah. spinning guitars and sex, full size <laughs> saxophones and, and yeah. my baggage. And there's already so much that's going on yeah. with planning my, my looks and everything that to do that too. Uh, I'm already overwhelmed. So yeah. to do that too. <laughs> right. And, um, I don't mind him fighting for me for these rates for being the dick for me. But to be a bitch on myself, I already, I kind of went into choosing management because the word bitch is used against women all the time mm-hmm. already in such a negative term. Any powerful woman sure. who's just exerting her power is instantly referred to as a bitch. Right. And I already know that about our society and I know that about um, men in general and, 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 and the way our, we work in, in our world that we're surviving in and, sure. and navigating through. So I didn't want to have that opportunity given to me again. So I'd rather have someone else be the dick or be the bitch
0: for me. Right. Um, so a lot of times I, with these situations, this reminds me of the the fish thing that we talked about before sometimes you would obviously like it to be a different world Mm -hmm. but a lot of times we have to figure out what's the way for us to manage the way things are right in order to make things um smoother for us right or how do we can sail through these things right and sort of pick and choose which sounds weird to say like Uh not pick and choose your battles right figure out like okay i recognize this is a problem Mm -hmm. and uh i'll figure out a system around it right yeah
2: yeah And I have, I had imagined before I was only having like two travel legs a year Mm -hmm. and I still chose to have management to handle that for me, even though I know I could figure out my contracts and and do a lot of stuff. I just chose not to. Sure. And the way, and now I'm, I'm fortunate too. I just have finally um, handed over my entire calendar to my manager because there's so much interest and and, and inquiries coming in that I'm like, you have full control. Any date that I didn't block off, book me for it and and just do what you can. And so he's been Doing fabulous, so oh, that's great. And he's been fighting for for decent rates, and it's not like I'm I'm asking for like it's like these crazy drag race girls that are getting like ten thousand dollars a gig. <laughs> you're like, oh, how did you do that? No, I, you I wouldn't sh- mind, sure, right? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind those rates, <laughs> but you know, it's just way more than I thought I would have before, and it's giving me the opportunity to. Hire these artists and these designers that I've always wanted to work with, but I never had the financial ability to sure so I'm still I'm just it's giving me opportunities to support other artists. It's giving me opportunities to um, create these looks that I've I've always wanted to but couldn't afford to get a made. Yeah, sit and, and think about my, my outfits or to um, manage my my merch a little bit mm-hmm. better or to just create and, and contemplate um, projects that I want to put into the universe somehow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and not have to worry about going to work for a $50 gig for $30 tips totally. and doing just as much work. Oh, sure. Like I'm not, I'm not working extra. Yeah. I, I am a little bit, but I'm not, <laughs> I, if I can afford to bring four bags with me on a trip, I'm going to go ahead and do a little
1: extra. <laughs> and, um,
2: but I'm also, you know, asking like, if you want me to to bring my makeup changes, you have to give me 40 minutes or, you know, all these yeah, yeah. in between my sets. So I'm I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm asking for maybe a little bit more than I used to when it comes to. Um, facilitating, facilitating. Uh, yeah. But if you want my best, I want to give you my best. Exactly. But you but need to allow things, me to uh, give you my best. I yeah. need a table. Yeah. And a, maybe an outlet. Oh my god, that's crazy. This is ridiculous. Chair. Oh,
0: what the diva, diva, diva?
2: So before I was like, I don't care. Just give me a corner. i will figure it out. Yeah, I'll figure have. it out. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. now I'm like, okay, I get for a table.
0: <laughs> I think that's fair. A table's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we're coming close to wrapping up, and I've really enjoyed our conversation and I'm thankful yeah, that we were able to have so much time mm-hmm. and uh would love to have you back again sometime yeah. and also we we're talking about the support and everything for people people were flipping out when uh, they found out that you were coming on because someone said hey did, would you ever think of having Landon Sider on it we just booked it oh I love it you know it's funny when we were texting I was actually at uh, drag bingo legendary bingo at uh, hamburger Mary's okay. with Devin Green calling it oh nice and she called me up to help call the numbers and I was like Devin thank you for uh, calling me up because I couldn't play the game that you just said because I was just booking landed. It, oh, so was a very, it was very it was a great night. I was like it was very busy.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Great.
0: Did you win it all? Uh, no, no. I, I did not get one game, but I did call a bunch. Oh, okay, but I fine. didn't even know how we That's were doing right. the thing, and I was grabbing the wrong numbers at first. But it was one of those, you know, the the chart. I don't. Yeah, you know. drugs. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, maybe I don't oh, know. The theme <laughs> of tonight after show. <laughs> um, is there anything that you'd like to talk about that we didn't talk about?
2: Um, I mean, I feel like we caught everything.
0: Wait, you know what? We were talking about the songs for everything. What about the songs for your horror?
2: Yeah, um, the songs for my horror were, uh, the, the uh, a cover, a minor key cover, yeah. uh, by Chase Hol, what's his name? Holfelder? Holfelder, yes. And it's, uh, of my way. And it was, um, just so eerie and, um, kind of acapella and then it just, Grew on you, and I just thought it was a perfect end. And I, I filmed. Oops, sorry. Oh, nope. <laughs> I mean, I was, perfect. I put on and a Mike up. Bloomberg ad. Came. On. Um. The f- uh. It was my last number. it was yeah. m- My my last look was my horror number, and it was about the end is near, the last curtain. Um. But I'm gonna do it my way.
1: And now, oh, yeah. And I'm just slowly
2: the dragging the body, Dorothy's body, <laughs> on stage, so like in musically aligned in my movements with the song mm-hmm. um because that's how i always perform sure like my movement is musical i'm not a dancer but my movement is yeah. musical in and, and rhythm sure um and so i'm just slowly bringing her body on and having an emotional like this is my friends, and you know, she even says i'm like my friends right yeah, right. um and i just bring her down to the end of the stage and it's probably a little too further in to tell the story. But later on, there's these, like, striking sounds and these bass beats. And that's when I'm chopping her. And I'm getting right, okay. with the music. And yeah. I'm just digging her heart and take her heart out. And, <laughs> oh, uh, What was the heart so made good. out of
0: when you took a bite out of I it? I
2: ordered a special one from... Um, it's not edible. It's It uh-huh. was just supposed to be um, a... Actual size, anatomically correct size heart for a, a young teenage girl. I uh-huh. ordered one that was wow. specific.
0: I love your specificity. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Because
2: I'm, I'm also as I usually proportion like my hands are small. Not they're they good size for for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a man. I'm, I have smaller hands, so sure. I usually use smaller props. Like I use karaoke oh, okay. microphones if uh-huh. I'm holding a microphone and make it look smaller so sure. bigger. Um, you know, tricks of the eye. Yeah. And so I, I knew that holding a smaller heart would make me look bigger already, but I really wanted it to be like a uh, anatomically correct size heart for <laughs> a, teen, a young teen, a young girl.
1: Young.
0: Right.
2: But yeah, that was it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I love that. And I, I loved all those looks, and I loved uh, particularly how vicious that horror one yeah, was. Yeah, that was so fun. <laughs> And with that, we bid you farewell for now, everyone. Bye. For more, head on over to patreon.com slash Craig and Friends, sign up, and slide on in to the Thunderbuns of Hot Dog Club.